Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity French. And we are your business coaches at Wired to Change. With the number two. We are here to help you grow your business to the level you want it to be so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. And what a life it is, Mike. It is. We love it. What a life. We call it stressful freedom. And some days are more stressful than others. Some days I feel free as a bird. Other because you days, went camping last week and that was I your did freedom. Go camping. Yes. It was fantastic. We you, did social distancing camping. But it, the story you tell me is you found out which of your good friends snore a lot. Yes. <laughs> um, I found out which ones snore. And then I have one friend, my friend Eric. I'm not sure if he's listening today or not. But he is the guy that works at a outdoor provisioning. Actually, I think it's called Outdoor Provision Company is the store he works at over in Cameron Village and here in North Carolina. And he has all the techie gadgets. You know, he has the inflatable mattress and the inflatable pillow. And he came in with one pack on his back, and that was it for the entire (laughs) weekend. The rest of us are lugging down mattress pad toppers and blankets and giant tents. Oh, you're moving. Oh, we were basically (laughs) moving in. And his mattress sounded like popcorn all night. It was just like pop, 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 pop every time he moved. So I had the shittiest night's sleep <laughs> ever on Friday night. And then Saturday we made, we got up and everyone moved their tents just a little bit further <laughs> apart. And then it was good to go. Tried to be up away and let everybody else be yeah, down. Like everybody, yeah, like everybody, yeah. So, good. But it was really, it was really, really nice to have something to plan towards mm-hmm. because I had an incredibly productive week last week because I knew I was going to be gone over the weekend. And my team was all set up to take care of my clients. So that was awesome. And we got to relax a little bit. As relaxing as camping in the rugged outdoors can be. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) It wasn't glamping. Oh, no. There were no toilets. (laughs) (laughs) Harder on women than men because we don't care. We're outdoors, right? Hey, I grew up out in the sticks. So you've done that before. Peeing in the woods is no no big deal. But. I think I'm getting a little old for this outdoor camp. I mean, but it's so fun to like start a fire and chop up firewood. Oh yeah. 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 How was your weekend? It was good. I've been doing, I've been taking advantage of being at home learning technology. And I hope that everybody listening is taking full advantage of this time to educate themselves and better themselves on things they don't really want to do. Cause as you guys know, if you've been listening, I'm coming kicking and screaming into this technology stuff, but I've been on webinars. I was on a webinar the other day to build mailing lists. Mm -hmm. I was on a webinar before about setting up Facebook groups. So you and I have a lot of work to do, by the way. I don't want want to ease into that, but I'm taking full advantage of learning stuff like that. So it's been a lot of fun. And Becky and I are just relaxing and, you know, catching some TV shows and movies and stuff. And just, I, I, but you and I've talked about this before. We both work from home. So it's not that big of a shift for us, but for Scott and Becky, it is. Except and, Scott loves it. Uh, Becky misses some of her coworkers because they, they have a good time with each other. I don't have a problem with it because I'm fine, but it takes a lot to bother me. But I told Scott you know. today, I walked over to his table that he has set up, and I said, baby, I'm so happy that you're working from home now. And he's like, good, because I'm sick of you here saying on your podcast how much you hate working in the same space as me. So we hope everybody else is doing okay, and you're dealing with it and finding solutions and common ground and staking out your part of the house that you get. So we hope everybody's doing okay. We truly do. 
because we want to help so everybody can, once we do come out of this, most of us are running instead of walking, that we have a running start and we can grow our business even bigger coming out of this. So today we're talking about the bounce back effect. What the heck is that? Uh, This is a Trinity special, folks. If, (laughs) If you don't understand the title sometimes, that means it's a Trinity special. And you gave this presentation to part of your team the other I day did. at work. I did. I did. Um, we do these team huddles um, for 15 minutes before we start our time blocking for marketing. And one of the team huddles that I led, I talked about this theory that I came up with. It's not something that exists out there other than in my head. So we're going to talk about it today. You got to trademark this before we go on air. Okay? Yeah. So. Well, <laughs> we'll get right on that after we've set up all those Facebook groups. <laughs> and like anything, I love sharing knowledge. So if people want to steal this idea, I hope that they yeah. steal it and run with it and make a huge amount of money from it just in your acceptance speech of any national awards you get just thank trinity just for thank me yeah, that's yeah. so the bounce back effect is really um something that i've seen over the years from co- coaching and counseling hundreds of salespeople mm-hmm. statistically and this isn't an actual stat like i didn't run a study but i experienced this so it's my personal statistic That people who are the most successful have the shortest amount of time between when they face rejection and when they get back on the horse. And one of the contributing factors to this, I think, is just some people are naturally born um, to have more resilience than others. But like anything that we're naturally born with, there's also a bunch of tips, tricks, life hacks, whatever you want to call them that can set you up for greater success and really build upon your bounce back muscle. So again, the bounce back effect in a nutshell, it's how quickly you're able to get back on the horse after being faced with a challenging scenario or rejection. And from my experience, the most resilient people are at the top of the sales leaderboard. They're the ones that when a client comes to them and says no, or a prospect says no, they're like a duck on the water, right? They keep paddling, mm-hmm. paddling, paddling. They let that water slide off their back and they just keep swimming to the next opportunity. And you might not see the little bit of sweat glisten on their brow when they go through that bit of rejection because outwardly they appear to be okay. Yeah. But internally they process it. They have a little bit of morning time, they get over it and then they move on. The reason, a lot of times when I come up with these ideas or theories or whatever, it's because something's happened to me. And as I'm going through it, like self-coaching, I'm like, man, this is really good. I should write this shit down. (laughs) (laughs) And this happened to me the other day in my real estate career. I found out that one of my good friends had called me and said that they were buying a house with another agent and somebody I'd been working with for two years. And I just was crushed. I mean, I didn't cry, but I was pretty, pretty upset. Um, my husband was actually much more upset than I was. He took it very personally and I didn't. And I was able, and then I turned around and got a couple more referrals the next day. So we're going to talk about how I did that and why it was so important. Did your friend tell you why? 
Yes. They said that they did not want to do business with friends because they have so many friends that were in real estate, which mm. I support their small business. Eh. But they let you put the time in. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. what that was. That's where the burn was. Yes, but you know what? I still love my friend. I'm mm. it, it like this is part of the bounce back effect. If I sat and let that eat me up and had and held on to animosity around it one it's going to ruin my friendship which at the end of the day yes i love doing business with my friends it's the cornerstone of how i've built my business is by referrals from my friends and my family and the people in my network and people that know me and trust me and like me but at the other on the other side of the coin i know that not every person that needs to buy or sell a house is going to work with me it's they there's other things in their life that come up or other agents that they might know or like better and that's okay putting in the time and effort to help someone and then having it happen Mm -hmm. it's it's stung a lot harder yeah so a couple of simple things that we can do to help make ourselves more resilient and decrease that amount of time that it takes to bounce back um the number one and this was like my um moment where you know there's times with Scott that he's a really great sounding board there's other times when it's this personal that he actually was not the person that I vented to first I went to one of my really close friends Mm -hmm. and you need to have a supportive team around you you have to be very careful not to vent your frustrations to your clients and I cannot (laughs) stress this enough when you're having a really crappy day Mm -hmm. when you face rejection, when you hear a no, when you lose a client, whatever it is in your business that happened, you should not ever turn around and tell your clients about how crappy one of your other clients is. It's just not, it's not a good look on anybody. It doesn't help you gain any more business. Um, People don't feel sympathetic for you. They just think, man, that person's kind of a bitch. And I don't know if I want to do business with her because what if something falls through? Now I'm the persona non grata, right? Yeah. yeah. And I would defend this because I've told people this to their face. The vast majority of people should not care that I had a bad day as a business owner. Now there's a small circle that should and will, but if I go up to somebody that I know casually, they shouldn't really care that I have a, had a bad day. They have something they need to get done, and I am there to help them. So if you have to lie through your teeth, hey, Mike, how's your day going? Plugging along, living a dream. What can I help you with? And just move on because you're right. You got to forget about it. But people, most people shouldn't care that you're having a bad day. And like you said, they don't need to hear it. Yeah. And if you have a, and if you think, well, man, I can't lie to my clients, just tell them, hey, I'm working through something with my coach. It's kind of hard, but I'm getting through it. And then just leave it at that. This is where having a coach or a best friend, your spouse, um, a mentor really comes into play because that's the person that you want to turn to, to vent these frustrations, let it out. Don't let it get pent up inside because then you're going to dwell on it and you're going to think it through too much. There is so much as, you know, there is a thing that you can overthink things as I can't get the word out of my mouth. You can overthink things. So don't overthink it. Go to your person, whoever that person is, your coach, your mentor, um, for you, it could be Becky. For me, it could be Scott. And just, ah, it feels so good to just let it out. Because if you are the customer and your realtor or salesperson, whoever, that you've seen four times in three weeks, and three of those four times they've been bitching about what a bad day they had, 
Mm. Probably not going to be referring that person no, very much. Nope, no. So just suck it up and smile and go, oh, the two by four, I just pulled it out of my head. Just you make a joke about it. Uh, but move on quickly because it will benefit both of you. Studies show that people who have experienced a lot of success and then have a period of failure start to doubt their abilities. And I experienced this because I had a bunch of self-doubt. I started thinking, well, maybe I'm not that good at my job. Maybe they're just not telling me the truth and there's something that I did wrong. So I started doubting and then I'm like, what if all my other clients feel this way? And I went into like a little mini spiral and I was like, yikes, you need to pull your head out of this death spiral because 90% of your clients love and adore you. And you can't let that one person or one client taint how you think all the rest of your clients think about you. Because that can lead to feelings of helplessness. It can lead to your inability to make decisions in business. And we know that as business owners, we make a ton of decisions. And you have to be able to think quickly, make those decisions. Um, If you continue to wallow in your failure, it can even lead to you Mm self-sabotaging. It can actually start where your failure becomes so ingrained and expected that people subconsciously will engineer it themselves. And that is super scary. That's a place that you don't want to go as a small business owner. And if you're having trouble making decisions, and you've talked about this before, you have a client that their house needs a little bit of work. You've talked about repainting just one room or, or... pulling up some carpet, little things like that. And they say, what do you think, Trinity? Well, should I spend the 2500 to do this to get the asking price I want? And you can't make that decision? Oh, man. Yeah. You're in you're, big time trouble. You're dead. You're dead in the water. Yeah, because if you tell the client to spend it and it doesn't work, is that worse than they don't spend it? it, <laughs> it yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So instead of getting into that position where you are – you know, wallowing around in the pit of despair. I like to think of the bog of eternal stench. Remember that movie? No. Oh, God. I was thinking Princess Bride when you said pit of despair. but Well, Princess Bride, yeah. bog of eternal stench, that was from um, The Labyrinth. Ooh, boy. Yes. That's a long time Such ago. a good movie. Such yep. a good movie. Anyways. I'll probably watch that, too, yeah. Um, you <laughs> need to, one, have that supportive team around you. Second, review what happened, file it away, and learn from it. Yes. And I call it an after-action review. Think through the scenario. You can probably find learning moments of something that you did wrong. With with my friend, I was just thinking through, okay, I should have been more upfront in the beginning of getting commitment with them. I should have, you know, like, and I was like, okay, here's five things that I learned that I should probably do differently with my clients going forward to head off potentially this happening again. We did our first seminar what, like seven months ago, eight months ago at the yeah. Maiden Inn. Folks, we had three people, two that paid. Yeah. <laughs> One that paid the night before. <laughs> but we had three people, but we learned from that. Did we promote it right? Was it too long? The location was the content. So you have to look at everything. You can't assume, oh, it was all crappy because it wasn't all crappy. We know that because we got good reviews and we got a client out of it. But we couldn't let that say, oh, God, we can't do that again. We Oh, it's only successful if there's 33 people there. No, no, it's not. No. You want quality. Quantity looks good. Hey, we had 100 people at our event. Well, if none of them did business with you, you'd rather have 10 and two did. 
Exactly. So we, but we learn from it. We keep tweaking ours. We, we've gotten to know more people to tell more people about it. We've had better success with it. So you can't let a one-off rule everything else you do in that particular category. Yeah, and sometimes it's just plain bad luck. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's just... Yeah. It was a rainy you, day that day. Yeah. You drew the short straw. Yeah. Sorry. Suck it up, buttercup. Yep. And when that happens, the best course of action is just to acknowledge it and move on. Again, you're the duck. Dov Calm talked about that when we had him on. We love Dov. Hi, Dov. one event he did, and I said, oh, you must have been pleased with that. He goes, no, I didn't have enough people. Uh-uh. It, didn't, it didn't meet his expectations of what he wanted to do. So, again, depends on how you look at it, whether it's the, the quantity of people, the quality of people, whatever it is. But so he goes, no. So we did another one. Yeah. We tweaked it. You we know, did our one. friend Look Dov, who was on our podcast um, a while, gosh, ago. A while <laughs> back ago, we've done so many of these Dr. now. Doctor Dov, yes. Dr. Dov rhymes with suave. Even he, who comes across so confident, mm. has dealt with this rejection. But he is one of those people that you know bounces back quickly. He does not let it overwhelm and consume him and become all that he thinks about. And the entire reason that this is so important and why the bounce back effect works is because it goes back to my notion of juju Mm -hmm. and what you put out into the universe is what comes back to you. So if you are feeling pity on yourself and like everything sucks and you suck, you're putting that out into the universe. And the longer you allow that to go out into the world, you're setting yourself up to get nothing but crap back from the universe. Mm-hmm. And yep. that's a really bad place. And we don't want to be there. We want to be back in happy go lucky land. One of the ways to get over and bounce back faster is to get back to basics. Focus on an activity-based sales strategy. So um, what I mean by this is that when the going gets tough, the tough start knocking out activity. They pick up the phone. They get right back on the horse. They start making sales calls again. They look for some easy wins to offset the hard thing that they just went through. Last week, we had uh, the Goosehead guys, Dirk and Scott, and they talked about that very thing. Dirk was saying, every day do one thing that's uncomfortable for you. And then Scott chimed right in. He goes, yeah, go from awkward to awesome. Mm-hmm. But do that one thing uncomfortable. Then after the third time, <laughs> piece of cake. Right. Do that, you're, not worried, you're not scared of it anymore. Yeah, eat that frog. Yep. Another good. Yeah, I love that book. I love the whole premise. I love the story behind it. When you wake up in the morning, do the thing that you want to do least and just get it out of the Mm -hmm. way. And then the rest of your day is so much easier. Yeah, sunshine, (laughs) rainbows and butterflies. (laughs) The reason that I am such a fan of activity based sales strategies is because then, you know, when you've won your day. And that's something that we talk about all the time at Hunter Row is winning the day. And we have a system set up for our sales agents that they have a point system that they know if they do 50 points a day, then they're going to sell 50 homes a year. And it is statistically proven. We know that they need to do a certain um, combination of calls, notes, pop buys, business meetings, buyer orientations, listing consults, closing meetings. And if they do the right combination of those things, then their business is a great success. And being able to get back on the horse, and especially in sales where you have a longer sales cycle, because 
losing out on a client really hurt. I mean, in real estate, it's crazy because you think about if you lose out on, if you're selling 10 houses a year and you lose one, 10% of your income. Yeah. And you're like, man, wow, that really, really Mm -hmm. stings. Which brings me to my next point. The more you do and the more you have in your pipeline ready to go, the less that it hurts. So you have to build your pipeline. When you have that pipeline built and solid, these things hurt so much less because you have like, yes, my friend didn't want to buy and sell a house with me. Okay. But look at my board. I've got 50 others that are in the pipeline that are going to. So if I didn't have those 50 in the coffers coming down the pipeline over the next year, year and a half, I'd feel really crappy. I'd feel much crappier and I w- it would have taken a lot longer to bounce back. Uh, spot and deal with the warning signs early. And man, we've talked about this before. How many red flags do we run through? Because we can justify, oh no, that'll be different when we get to that point. Now, and you look back and go, God, why did I do that? Damn it. <laughs> it's, and I tell the story. I always try to make sure I tell this right. So we're going on a cruise. We're finally on a cruise with, there's not old people like you and Scott went on for your honeymoon. And we leave out of, I guess closest here would be Norfolk or uh, Charleston. Charleston. Okay, so we go out of Charleston. And the captain is uh, piloting the ship because you get the, you get on the boat when the ship sinks. You're not on the boat. You're on the ship. ship. Okay. So after four hours, the captain realizes he's off course. Kind of easy to shift. But after four days, like, wait, we're going to England. How are we here at the Cape of Africa? We missed it by, you know. So the better you can define early issues, the quicker you can adjust and the easier you can adjust. Yeah, the faster you deal with an issue or rejection, Mm -hmm. the faster you can bounce back. Again, um, if you haven't read the book, Eat That Frog, you really should read it because um, there's an old saying that if you eat a live frog first thing in the morning, you'll have the satisfaction of knowing that that's probably the worst thing you'll do all day. Think of your day. How many times do you get to four o'clock? It's like, oh, I got to finish that before dinner. And it weighs on you. Mm-hmm. It really and does. You're t- you're sucking up brain space just thinking about it all day long. And you're probably not doing the other things that you should be doing as well. And you have less energy. You're frustrated. You know it's, sta- it's been staring at you for three days. Yep. Four days because it's Thursday now. You should have done it on Wednesday. But you know now at Thursday at five, it's due. The the best, can you imagine all these successful people, if they took every no personally, probably wouldn't have had their company where it is. Exactly. You can't take it personally. And when I would do, when my brother and I had the commercial cleaning company, and I did a ton of cold calling early on because we had no name recognition, nor did the company that the franchise we bought in Raleigh. And so I'm knocking on doors. And, and one time this lady, I just walked in and it's I screamed salesman because, you know, I'm no, I'm walking in with because you're so handsome. Well, no, I'm walking in with a folder, getting ready to hand to her, tell her how good our stuff is. But I just I try to give a quick pitch because I know they don't want to talk cleaning. I'm not here to sell them. I'm just here to be a, 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 a resource for them. And the lady goes, "I'm really sorry, but I'm gonna have to tell you no." I said, "Please, ma'am, I have I'm a dad and a husband. Been told no by people that love me. You just don't need me today. That's all." You know, sometimes I would, I got a call, you know, four months later from one just out of the blue because it was the right time. Yeah. Because the no just means not, usually just means no today. 
Right. Doesn't mean it's no forever. Yes. So, well, with your friend, it did, but yeah. in real estate, it does. But in others, it can. But in others, it just may, may mean today, you know what? We love our accountant or we love the person cutting our grass. So today, I don't need you. But, you know, if my guy retires, that could change. Yeah, absolutely. Could totally change. Yep. There's always opportunities. So, yeah, that is so important to spot and deal with those warning signs really early. I always say it's much easier to put out a little smoldering ember than it is to try to control an entire grass fire. And thinking back through this situation, there's things that I probably could have done differently to spot that that transaction wasn't going to work out sooner. But now you know. But now I know, and I learned from it. Which leads me to my last and most important point, yes. which is to be the first to forgive. And I don't mean forgive the person that pissed you off. <laughs> I mean forgive yourself. Show yourself some compassion and don't beat yourself up too hard. It is totally okay to throw a pity party as long as it's a short pity party. And I did that. I was like, dang it mad drink mm-hmm. a glass of wine there you go. and vented to scott vented to one of my friends and he the way that he was reacting was so much more emotionally charged than me because mm-hmm. i was already coaching myself through these steps because i knew that if not i was going to get mired down in it and i was going to feel crappier longer mm-hmm. so I actually told him, baby, will you please stop? Because that's not helping me. It's not making me feel any better. And he was like, oh, wow, I never thought of it that way. I was like, I'm okay with who I am. I'm okay with my business. I'm okay with me. I forgive myself for the things that I could have done differently and move on from here. And it is the most liberating feeling to forgive yourself and say, you know what? Rejection happens, but that's okay. Because every time you get rejected, it's better to be rejected than to have missed that chance at all. Oh, yeah, because if you never walk up to the plate to take a swing, it's like, again, here's one another one of my sports analogies. The Buffalo Bills lost four straight Super Bowls. But you know what? They went to four straight, straight Super, Super Bowls. Bowls. So do you want to be Owen Ford? Because everybody labeled them as losers, and a lot of these people who are labeling that never made it to the Super Bowl. So what do you want? And again, Tom Brady, okay, everybody knows Joe Montana, four Super Bowl champions, championships, right? Four, went to four Super Bowls, won all four of them. Tom Brady's been to nine. He's won six. So if they tell you the first day of your NFL career, you're going to go to four Super Bowls or you're going to go to nine, and that's all they tell you, which one are you picking? Give me the nine. I want to go to nine, Absolutely. Because yeah. you were there, you had a chance. Right. Oh, absolutely. But going back to your point, though, you're allowed a moment. When some crappy happens, yeah. you're absolutely allowed to talk. Yep. Talk to your coach about it. Yep. Call up your coach. Say, I just had a really crappy thing happen. I lost a client. Um, I pissed somebody off. I botched up a purchase order. Mm-hmm. I, you know, had a client that was upset and I didn't handle it well. I snapped at somebody. Whatever it is, talk to your coach about it. Get it off your chest. Have your mini pity party and then move on. Mm -hmm. And that's when I say, okay, you devise a plan on how you're going to get past it. If it's a big ouch, maybe there's some people you need to apologize to. Maybe Mm -hmm. there's some things that you need to change in your process. But devise a plan to keep moving towards success, and then you'll get past it. Before you know it, you're back on the success train. (laughs) Choo-choo. There are curves in every road, people. <laughs> yes, there are. There are. curves and potholes, 
and you're not the first nor the last one to hit that pothole. You're not, and you're going to hit that pothole but again. But some days you feel like you're the one that hits that pothole and watches your hubcap fly down the street. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, so, yeah, some days you're the bug, some days you're the windshield, it's going to happen. Yeah. But that's okay. But the, the whole, or, or one of the whole points on this is how do you deal with it? And how you deal with it is the most important mm-hmm. way. Handling, because we're all going to face rejection. Yeah. And believe it or not, the more successful you become, the more rejection you actually have to face, which is why it's so important that you're able to bounce back quickly and not blame others, take the responsibility for what happens, throw your tiny pity party and move on. I'm sure we all have friends that fall into these two categories. They have a two-year-old who trips and falls. And one of the parents jumps off the couch. Oh, my God, sweetie, are you okay? And what does the kid do? Kid starts crying, figures something's wrong. Then there's the other set of parents that the kid falls, and they, one of the parents looks at him and goes, we good? And the kid's like, yeah. Yep. Nobody made a big deal out of it. Mm-hmm. Just move on. You're gonna. That's going to happen. It's going to happen. Address it right there, correct? We're good, right? Yeah. Knee good? Okay, no blood? Good. Okay, we can do that. Again, you can have your moment. The bigger a heel you make out of that, that's a bigger issue you're going to have down the road because then, it'll, like you said earlier, if you start getting that self-doubt, now that first curb, step up on a curb, becomes a three-step hop and then a small hill and then a building, and you're never going gonna to think, well, I'm not good at anything. Why am I doing this yeah. for a living? So Mike and I, we have had our fair share of bounce-back stories, um, but we'd love to know yours. We would love to know what are the things that you have struggled with, but you found a way to overcome. Are there other tips or tricks that you have that you would like us to share with our audience? We would love to hear from you. You can reach out to us. We are everywhere on the interwebs, but <laughs> the easiest way to get into our pockets is to email us info at wired change.com with the number two. And we will see you next time on our wired to change podcast.